You're listening to Earshot from WXXI News. I'm Veronica Volk. This week, in Monroe County, Black mothers and their babies are at a higher risk of complications and mortality. Being a pregnant Black woman, you don't know what you're up against until you're young, Black, and pregnant. Like, okay, well, what do I do or where do I go? And a student program is diversifying the rivers and trails of the Adirondacks. I'm excited to tell people that I went whitewater rafting or ice fishing or even went on top of a mountain. All that from your local news podcast, Earshot. Support for Earshot from WXXI News is provided by Rock Vox Recording and Production, presenting Legacy Cast. Audio and video recordings of loved ones telling their stories for posterity. Produced in a full-service studio located in Bushnell's Basin. More at rocvox.com. So here's a pretty jarring statistic. In Monroe County, for expecting Black mothers, there's about one maternal death per every 4,000 births. That number comes from Senator Chuck Schumer's office. It's higher than the state average, it's higher than the national average, and it's about three to four times the rate of mortality in white moms. My colleague Raquel Stevens spoke to a few local black moms who told her that their pregnancy was not what they expected. And now lawmakers and advocates are pushing for legislation to help these women and their babies. Raquel has this story. Just days after delivering her daughter at Highland Hospital, Tashe Brown Sanders was in so much pain that she had to go back. I told the doctor, like, I'm in pain. And he's like, oh, you just had a baby. I'm like, no, something's wrong. Emergency room doctors found her blood pressure was skyrocketing. Moments later, she flatlined. Because it came to with the doctor, like, smacking me on the face. And I'm like, what is going on here? The nurse is on the other side of me crying. Like, I thought I lost you. I thought I lost you. Sanders was suffering from postpartum preeclampsia, a potentially fatal condition that African-American women are more at risk for getting, according to the National Institutes of Health. But she says her trouble started in her third trimester. She was getting prenatal care at a public health clinic, and she says she had a hard time getting the care she needed. I would be sleeping and I couldn't breathe. Like, I would try to go to sleep and it was like my ear would be cut off. And I would tell my doctor about it and she's like, oh, you're fine. Life-threatening delivery complications and maternal illnesses are 51 percent more frequent among black women than white women. And here in Monroe County, the maternal mortality rate is 45 percent higher than the national average. Tracy Weber sees this issue firsthand. She's a registered nurse and the only black midwife at University of Rochester Medical Center. Weber says the black maternal experience in America is a result of historical mistreatment. Throughout um, medical and nursing education, people just seem to think that black women are just higher risk by virtue of being black. No, we're at higher risk of these issues by virtue of being or seeking health care in a system that does not serve us. Weber says for centuries, Black women endured trauma like forced pregnancies and experimental gynecological procedures. This didn't just affect the women getting treatment, but the healthcare system as a whole. But the issue with that is, you know, it becomes learned behavior and then there's a framework that gets built upon that throughout history 
on a subconscious level that healthcare providers believe that maybe Black women don't feel pain the same way that other women do. Weber says one of the ways to ensure Black pregnant women receive the medical and emotional support they need is by training more Black doulas. And these are people who get to know um, pregnant women and their families and advocate for them, show up for them prenatally, show up to, for them in labor, and then, you know, continue caring for them and loving on them after they have their babies, after they go home from the hospital. It's a service that Shai Davidson is now taking full advantage of. Because I've tried to do it on my own and it just, it didn't work out. Davidson has experienced two miscarriages, an ectopic pregnancy, and the premature birth of her son three years ago. 27 weeks, I went to the hospital. I asked them um, if they could do an exam on me because I was feeling like a lot of pain. They told me it was gas sent me home, told me I was fine, did the cervical exam. But the next day, my son dropped. I felt him drop. Davidson's baby was ultimately delivered 10 weeks early. Despite his premature arrival, her son is doing well. Today, Davidson is pregnant again, and she's hoping for a less challenging experience this time. That's why she hired a black doula. You know, I can count on her. I know that when it's time, she's going to be right in the room. She's going to be speaking for me, and, you know, it's, it makes me feel secure. U.S. Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer and State Attorney General Letitia James are pushing for more pregnant women to have access to that kind of care. We care about it. It's getting a lot of support. I'm fighting hard to get it done. Their plan is called the Black Maternal Health Momnibus Act of 2021 and it includes increasing Medicaid benefits to cover doulas and midwives. It also addresses social and economic factors that contribute to Black health. And Weber says work is being done within various community groups to address the issues that the bill highlights. But she says the only way to end this cycle of mistreatment is for moms, doctors, advocates, and legislators to join forces. Everybody's just busy kind of spinning in their own circles and doing wonderful um, work and having important conversations. But at some point, we need to come together. Raquel Steven is the health reporter for WXXI News. Hi, this is Evan Dawson from WXXI. And if you're enjoying Earshot, then you'll want to subscribe to our other podcast, Connections with Evan Dawson. That's me. On the podcast, you can catch up on discussions about current events, arts, politics, and interesting people. Subscribe to Connections with Evan Dawson, where you subscribe to Earshot from WXXI News. There are a ton of studies that point to the benefits of being outdoors, right? From the health advantages that come from exercise while you're hiking or climbing, to the psychological effect of being surrounded by nature. But the truth is, there's a large segment of the population who aren't reaping those rewards. Because most people who hike and paddle in places like the Adirondack Mountains are white. But there are efforts to close that gap. North Country Public Radio's Emily Russell joined one student group that is diversifying the rivers and trails one outdoor adventure at a time. She has this story. 
The sun is shining on the banks of the Indian River. I'm here with about 30 students from SUNY Potsdam. We've got black wetsuits on and snug red life jackets. All right, so we are uh, about ready. We're getting ready to raft from the Indian to the Hudson River. I'm in a boat with four black women from the Bronx. Right before we climb into our boat, I check in with one of them. How are you feeling? I'm pretty excited about it. Really excited. That's Regine Tensley. She's a senior at SUNY Potsdam studying early childhood education. Anything you're worried about? Falling out of the boat, being too far where they can't reach me. (laughs) That's about it. Tinsley and these girls are way outside their comfort zones. They've never gone whitewater rafting before, and none of them know how to swim. Still, they wade into the cool water and climb in. We begin to paddle, and our guide, Chris Makowicki, gives us a preview of the day. So we'll be going through the Hudson River Gorge Wilderness Area. So it's the deepest part of the Hudson. It's also the most narrow. So the water will funnel through that. And we have a couple of Class 4 sections. Class 4 rapids are pretty hardcore. So this day is not going to be easy. Within a few minutes, the water starts to churn. Nakawiki yells out for us to paddle forward three strokes. Four, three. Four, three water is sloshing into our boat. We drop down into another rapid and the boat lurches. In an instant, one of the girls, Osiris Alvarez, is knocked overboard. Remember, none of these girls know how to swim. We were told ahead of time that if we do fall in, we should keep our feet up and hold on to our paddle. And Alvarez does both. Within seconds, our guide grabs a hold of her and pulls her back in. Were you scared? I was scared. I was like, oh my God. I was like, feet up, feet up. <laughs> and then I felt him pushing me up. So yeah, it happened so fast. It happened so fast. But it was fun, you know? Alvarez is completely soaked. She's just been pulled from a rapid and she's smiling. The other girls are too. This moment is what today is all about. Getting students of color outside, building up their confidence and showing them that they belong out here. Clifton Harkham says for people of color, especially from the city, getting outside can often feel out of reach. Harkham grew up in Baltimore and is now the director of the Center for Diversity at SUNY Potsdam. I'm from the city, never did any of this stuff, never had money to do any stuff, never thought that I belonged in a place like, no, I'm just like them. Recent data from the National Park Service shows that just 6% of visitors to those parks are black. Harkham feels that in the Adirondacks. He loves hiking, but he says he's often the only black man out on the trail. So he teamed up with the Adirondack Diversity Initiative and a few other agencies and started organizing outings for the students of color. Through that program, which is called Live Now, he's taken them ice fishing, sledding, and now whitewater rafting. This was just perfect. I got to hang out with people who who look like me, got to solve some of the issues in the Adirondacks and give our students some opportunities that they wouldn't normally get in this region. Harkham says there's still a lot of work to do in the Adirondacks. Data shows that most people who visit the park are white. That's despite being within a few hours of diverse cities like New York and Boston. Many people of color say they just don't feel welcome in the Adirondacks. But Jessica Semenyo says she's had a great four years in the North Country, and this program has had a lot to do with that. Coming here was like one of the best decisions I personally have ever made because now I could tell people that I did this. 
I'm excited to tell people that I went whitewater rafting or ice fishing or even went on top of a mountain. Semenyo is a senior. She's majoring in community health. She says these outdoor experiences have helped her build up her confidence. They've shown her what she's capable of. I want to like get more experience outside now because this is really fun. It actually pushes me out of my comfort zone. As we wind our way down the Hudson, the girls are now paddling and sink. We hit another big rapid and the boat is just full of laughter. <laughs> Eventually the river flattens out and by this point the sun is high in the sky. The girls are cheering each other on to jump in. With all the strength that they have, the girls grab Fatima Kava's life jacket and haul her back into the boat. These girls are in control here. They know what to do if someone falls or chooses to go in the water. As we float down towards the pullout, I ask Kava why she ultimately decided to come on this trip. Well, I did it because my friends wanted to do it. And also, I was like, why not try it? Like, it's, I don't think I ever get the opportunity to do it. So let me just do it. And if I do it, and if I like it, I'll probably do it more and more frequently. So, yeah. Kava says she was really nervous in the beginning. She says there were moments that were pretty scary along the way. But I would do it again. I would do it again. Emily Russell is a reporter for North Country Public Radio. You can find more of their stuff at northcountrypublicradio.org. And that's it for Earshot. As always, shoot us a note at earshot at wxxi.org and tell us what you think of the show, what you want more of, or what you're missing. Tell your friends about the pod and subscribe and leave us a review. Find even more local news on our website, wxxinews.org. Music this week from Blue Dot Sessions and Poddington Bear. I'm Veronica Volk. Thanks for listening. This program is a production of member-supported WXXI Public Broadcasting, Rochester, New York.